Snow Dunks is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. How do you think the Andersons got tickets? The Andersons got tickets to the game? Did you know NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. And it's not just basketball. Game Time has tickets for all sports and even theater and music. Lee Ellis got his Elton John tickets this past weekend from Game Time. You bet I did. The cool sunglasses he was wearing indoors (laughs) not included. Head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Hello, welcome to Bingo. I've pulled O43. If you've got Bingo, you have to say Bingo. Otherwise, I'm not going to know if you've got Bingo. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. I'm Jay Skeets. Still up in Toronto, never going back. And alongside me, making the magic happen, he's in the same boat, JD. How's it going, eh? Yeah, there he is, eh? (laughs) Yeah, spirit's a little low up here in Toronto as we enter week four of Visa Waiting. Anyway, joining us live down in our Atlanta studio, we got the homie Tass Mellis. Hello. What's up, Tass? We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. And last, certainly not least, the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Lily, let's get to it right away. Guys, is Lee wearing sunglasses indoors while we record this? Lee, what the heck were you wearing to your Elton John concert on Friday night? Uh, That was a look, my man. I was wearing my classic Elton John sunglasses shirt. You have to wear that to Elton John. And I got in the spirit of the Elton John psych by uh, wearing on a pair of sunglasses. I mean, Elton changed sunglasses probably... Three or four times throughout the show. I only had one pair. I was oh. a little embarrassed, to be honest. Right. How was <laughs> the show? Good times? Oh, it's brilliant, as always. Everybody Elton was standing, is... I hope? Uh, there were some up and down <laughs> moments, for sure, because uh, Elton has a few quieter songs. Um, the night got off to a... Well, the night got off to a great start because, true story, I bought my tickets through the Game Time app. Yes! yes and, I, and I played the waiting game and yep. got a really good deal. Nice. nice. But I heard disaster. the prices drop. The prices did drop. They absolutely drop. And that last two and a half hours or so, you just watch them falling because people are trying to offload them. Nice. So I was there okay. scooping them up. <laughs> uh, and then, but the, this was the, a disaster struck though because my wife, who originally was like, you know what, my friend's in town, you just go along by yourself. And I said, look at the price on these game time. And she's like, ching, ching, let's all go. She called our babysitter. Our babysitter said, yeah, I'll be there. Show started at 8. She said they'll be at our house at 7.30. Yep. She got stuck in traffic, man. Uh-oh. She got Uh-oh. stuck in traffic, man. Wow. I was. <laughs> my mood <laughs> My mood was dropping by the minute. We missed the first two songs of Elton. We missed the first two songs. Oh. You went on Friday, though, right? I went on Friday. That's good, because Saturday night's all right for fighting. <laughs> if you were already upset, you would have been in trouble. But uh, I got there for, uh, I guess that's why they call it the Blues Witch. Is the first song my wife and I danced to at our wedding. Oh, so, yeah. uh, meant to be. Wow. Meant to oh be. my god, my, my emotions and my mood went up. Oh, I nice. tell you, okay. I tell you. But okay. uh, yeah, great show as always. And uh, Elton, I saw him last year around about the same time, and he was coming off a, an illness, yeah. and he was sick, and you could just tell his energy was back on Friday night. He was brilliant. <laughs> if you ever get a chance, 
You should go and see up. This is his last. He's been touring for about five years in a row. This last uh, <laughs> yeah, farewell sure yellow brick. Sure it is. I know. Last year in Atlanta, he said, "Oh, this is probably the last time I'm in Atlanta." He played two more shows. <laughs> he doesn't finish until December next year. <laughs> wow. This is wow. longer than Dwayne Wade's farewell. I tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad we asked. I'm glad you had a good time. That's awesome, guys. Follow us on social media, both Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash No. Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. I'll make sure to post that photo of Lee in his sunglasses shirt <laughs> and sunglasses at the Elton John concert to our Facebook page. And guys, email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. We'll be stepping on the beach a little later this week. So get your questions in now for that mailbag-only podcast. They can be NBA questions. They can be questions about the show. They can really be questions about anything. Get them in. All right, guys. So Monday staple here. Looking back at the NBA weekend. Winners and losers of the weekend. Let's start with the winners. And by the way, before we get into it, we're not going to get to everything. We're not going to get to every team and every player that played well or played poorly. It's just not possible here. We love that you're passionate. We love those, you know, specific team guys out there like, you didn't talk about the heat. You didn't talk about the math, like whatever it is. Keep tweeting at us. We do like it. We'll eventually get to your team. We got a million podcasts. But with all that said, Tass, your winner of the weekend, team player, where are you going? Dwight Howard. Oh, my goodness. It's wild. The man who's been a punchline for several years in the NBA won the Lakers a game on Sunday night against the San Antonio Spurs. He's wearing number 39 on his back. I don't know how you can give a guy a winner, a guy who's wearing 39 of all numbers. It should just be a, a relief pitcher or right. something wearing yeah. 39. Comes in slinging sidearm. It just doesn't feel right. But Dwight Howard is playing his role perfectly. He's doing exactly what coaches have asked of him for the last several years. Just move your feet on defense, and occasionally you'll get some put-back, board, put-back offensive rebounds, get some dunks, and maybe once in a while we'll give you a, a post-up. <laughs> but he's blowing up pick-and-rolls, as they say in the business. He, he literally is. Patty Mills was driving into him, and Dwight Howard was moving his feet so fast that Patty Mills had to pass out of it. And Dwight is playing his role perfectly again that, He's coming off the bench. He's, he's a, a, a happy guy coming off the bench. He's only playing 21 minutes a game, uh, and his numbers aren't all that sexy. He's averaging seven points and eight rebounds, um, but he's shooting 79% from the floor. That's not bad. You're hitting four out of every five shots, and on Sunday he was 14 points for seven of seven. Uh, and uh, everybody around him is, is happy. He's, and I think Anthony Davis is particularly happy because Dwight Howard finished both games on the weekend Definitely. starting at five. Anthony Davis doesn't want to play five, but we all thought Anthony Davis would be finishing games at the five. He's far better than Dwight Howard. He's far better than JaVale McGee to space the floor. Um, but Dwight is playing so well he can finish games right now. It's going perfect in Los Angeles other than this quote from Dwight Howard after the game when he was asked what the nickname should be for the Lakers bench. He said, the bad news bears. Not the, not the bad news bears in a bad way, but we're going to bring bad news to the other team. That type of bad news. That, <laughs> it's always like great. Deshaun Stevenson's got the crack tattoo because he doesn't crack under pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Had to correct it real quick. Always a, always a great nickname when you have to explain it. But that, that from Kyle Goon of the, the SC News Group tweeted that. It's amazing. And I don't know how long it's going to last, but it's cool to see Dwight Howard in that weird hair moving around the floor like he's... 
you know, 28-year-old Dwight Howard. He looks so physically fit right now because mm-hmm. I think that's been a large problem over the last couple of years. He's been dealing with back and yeah, knee issues. Yeah. But finally, he's got himself in really good shape again. And, I mean, his athleticism hasn't really left him at all. He's playing in these shorter bursts. You know, mm-hmm. they're throwing the ball up. He's catching it. He's blocking shots into the fourth row again like 2009, Dwight. The, the net rating when he's on the floor is a plus 25.3 for the Lakers. He's doing so many great things. I will say... He very nearly threw a very dumb foul, cost them the game on Friday night. He got away with it when he grabbed Steph Curry, and the NBA even said yesterday, like, sure. that was a foul. Yeah, yeah. Because that, yeah. th- those are the sorts of little brain farts, though, that Dwight has had throughout his career. If, they, if he gets called for that, then obviously Danny, Danny Green doesn't get that shot. They lose that game, and it's like, dumb Dwight. You can call it a brain fart, or you can call it veteran savvy, because he didn't get called for that. Yeah. yeah. Referees mm-hmm. are going to let things go at the end of a game. On a scramble like that, you're making sure that Seth Curry doesn't fly into Danny Green and take him out. That's the call that a referee is probably looking at. Not a moving screen, not a offensive guard holding somebody <laughs> as they're trying to edge rush. But yeah, I mean, he was uh, he has been saving Anthony Davis's body. You're exactly right, Tass. I think that Anthony Davis will play five when it comes down to it in the playoffs, but that's a long time from now. The Lakers want him to be healthy and fresh, and if Dwight's able to sop up these minutes and contribute, and like you're saying, he's scoring on post-ups. Like, he got the ball in the post one time. Nice little lefty. He was just destroying Jakob Pertl. It was good to see. Uh, I don't know. I guess all it took was us not asking if this is finally the year that Dwight Howard redeems his reputation. We finally didn't ask it after six years. <laughs> and he is. He is right now. Yeah. People are on. Dwight seems to have made the Vince Carter move where now he's happy to be a role guy. He's doing what everybody wanted. Yeah. Will it last longer than three weeks? We shall see. But right now, it's encouraging. It, it's, re- it's wild to remember, too. He's only on this team, very possibly because of the... Cousins injury. I mean, he was unsigned in August, Dwight Howard. I mean, we were like... Anybody could have had him. Yeah, we were like, maybe this is it for him. You know, he's had all these chances. He had the back issues. Then DeMarcus Cousins goes down with the injury, and it's suddenly like they were like left scrambling the Lakers. We're like, we got McGee. That's it. I mean, we need another body. They took a flyer on Dwight Howard here, and like a real flyer, a non-guaranteed contract type of flyer. And maybe that's a part of it too. Like Dwight's got to play the role, got to be a good guy in uh, with the team here because it's not guaranteed if he... If he screwed up, they could they could cut him. Um, so it's not guaranteed money there. But yeah, I think the back being healthy, that non-guaranteed maybe inspiring him a little bit. This whole idea of like, is this a last chance university for Dwight? That's in play. And then playing with LeBron has helped too. I mean, you can't convince me otherwise. Just playing uh, with a guy, a vet like that, a guy that I'm sure that he admires and respects. Awesome, awesome stuff here from Dwight. You're, you're right. Is there, a, um, is there a comic book, JD, called Superman's Revenge? At all? Because that's what it feels like. I mean, you're the comic yeah. book guy here. I didn't know if you yeah, would I'm know. not a DC guy, Doesn't it though. sound like it's something called <laughs> totally, Superman's yeah. Revenge? Yeah, I'm but looking, it's, I'm uh, looking it up, it's right. impressive. Taz, Superman th- Returns, yeah. I think, was... They made a movie. That's not a movie. Yeah, sure. yeah, Returns? Sure. Yeah, I want Revenge, because uh, he is shutting up a lot, of, uh, a lot of the haters out there, even Lakers fans included, who hated him the first time around. Taz, do you think he should... Do you think they, he should start, though? Um... Or you just stick with McGee, who hasn't been all that great, but stick with what's working and, and bring Dwight off the bench and have him finish games? 100%. Keep him coming off the bench. Yeah. And if it's working out, yeah, have him finish games. As you said, it's, part of it is just a little bit redemption, yep. a little bit focus. And I think that's partly because he's coming off the bench and he's been humbled uh, to a great degree, yep. for sure. It's only 21 minutes per game that he's playing. It's not a lot. Uh, and and as Lee mentioned about like the short spurts, I think that's important. Okay. Don't play him a lot. Mm. Don't play him a lot. And occasionally... You'll get a left-handed hook, which was bonkers. I was watching the, the Spurs broadcast, and Matt Bonner was doing color commentating. He said, whoa! Yeah. He, was, he was shocked when he <laughs> saw that. And then Dwight had an and-one with his left hand, and Bonner said, you know, I'm not going to call that a lucky shot. 
Um, but it, it was a very unique shot. Of course, it was a lucky shot. You know, he threw it up with an, an another one with his left hand. Uh, I think I think the way it's going right now, just keep it rolling. And uh, as Trey said, I think Anthony Davis is going to finish games at the center spot. But so far, so amazing. A little trivia since I brought this up because that number 39, it really weirds me out on his back. Mm-hmm. Can anybody remember another player in NBA history to wear 39? <laughs> oh, There's yeah. only five yeah. others. Yeah, like, yeah, there was one recently. Did Meta, no, Meta a, World Peace was 37, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 No, but Give me a somewhere. semi Erden. No. I don't know. Uh, nice try. Uh, there's, a, there's a current one. Current 39. 30? Wow. Marcus Smart is 36, right? I think he's 36. 39? Yeah. 39 uh, is weird. Ojale, is he 37? I'm not yeah, sure, but he's is. not 39. Yeah. Um, what is it? You, you said, oh, a famous Utah center. Oh, Greg Ostertag? Yeah, he oh, wears 39. Wow. Okay. Jeremy Grant currently wears nice. 39. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Caldwell Jones, so Jekko Rabracha, and Tom Tolbert. Oh. Six total okay. in NBA history. Yeah, it is All weird. All right, 39. It is weird seeing 39. All right, so Dwight, a Dwight. nice winner from the NBA weekend. Trey, what do you got? Let's open it up even further. The Lakers, in general, yep. are my winner. They got the win on Sunday. Dwight was huge in the fourth quarter. KCP, also huge in the fourth <laughs> oh, quarter. Man. Avery Bradley was great. You know, the the Lakers ha- got 21-11-13 from LeBron on Sunday against the Spurs. Anthony Davis, 25-11-4 and four blocks. But then their support players showed up as well. And I don't know. I would say that uh, the role players on the R- Lakers have been better this season early than people probably anticipated. They're the number one defense in the league right now, which is allowing them to play with a number 17 offense. If the defense is good enough right now, there's time for the offense to click, which surely it will. Getting Kuzma back definitely helps, but even more so of a winner was the Lakers versus Mavericks game on Friday night. An early candidate for game of the year. LeBron and Doncic just going back and forth. Like LeBron was switched on to Doncic a few times. Anthony Davis switched on to Doncic a few times. Doesn't matter. Step back. Splash. That was awesome to watch. 39, 12, and 16 for LeBron. 31, 13, and 15 for Doncic. As Justin Kubatko tweeted, Luka became the youngest player in NBA history with 30, 10, and 15 in the game. And LeBron became the oldest player in the same game. That was incredible. Just seeing them after the game, the way that LeBron was like, Man, it's awesome how much you like me and how good you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a special moment. That was cool to see. I just loved uh, the fact that LeBron, basically, the Lakers get to overtime, and then LeBron said, now I'm just going to be LeBron in this overtime mm-hmm. and steal this game away from the Mavericks because it was a great game, and uh, LeBron, that's the sort of thing they want. Is like if everyone else can kind of keep – I mean, he was great throughout the game, but when it becomes time to win, then LeBron can be just like, all right, now I'm just going to – you know, hit these big shots and, and make these big plays. LeBron's leading the league in assists right now at 11 a game. That just shows how he's trying to get everybody touches and trying to get everybody else involved because he knows he doesn't, he can't just carry the team on his shoulders himself all game, all season long. Uh, so he's trying to trust teammates and they are delivering. And that was, uh, yeah, Friday night's game was great because it looked like the Mazel home until Danny Green hits that game winner and then, and then again in overtime. Uh, it was just a vintage LeBron sort of performance. Hit that three as he trotted along the the uh, the, the baseline or the mm-hmm. sideline there in front of the fans. I mean, he just loves that environment and that moment. It was uh, it's great to see in the Lakers. Yeah, five and one. Their only loss came opening night against the Clippers. And other than that, they've really and they've got a really uh, juicy stretch coming up here. They could easily rattle off ten or eleven in a row right now and, and really uh, cement their place top of the West. Like, they go on a, a, a pretty good streak here where they don't play a lot of teams that should be able to beat them. So if they can uh, stamp themselves early on, they, you know, they, they could easily be uh, the best team in the, in the league. One of my winners from the NBA weekend, Luka Doncic. 
just going off of that Mavs uh, Lakers game that you were talking about, Trey, on Friday night, because he had two triple doubles over the weekend. He's been unreal to start this season. Over the weekend, he averaged 30 points per game, 13.5 rebounds, 15 assists, shot 47.5% from the field and from the three point line. Uh, your league pass, Luca, there, your donk, Lee, um, has been has been so much fun to watch. The Mavs are one of the most exciting teams to watch right now. And Luca, is it like a stretch to say he's like already a top ten player in this league? I don't think I'm going crazy by saying that. I don't think so. I think you're right. I think he's pretty close there because he's uh, he's taken that step from last season of being like the rookie who lived up to his expectations to now being clearly the best player on his team. Yeah, and you know taking them to wins as well. I mean, he's 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 brilliant. Yeah. So I think so. I love his quote too. I enjoy playing basketball, and I had a lot of fun tonight for sure. I want to play good every game because I have a lot of fun playing basketball. <laughs> there you go. Like money quote there from League Pass Luca. But I also I do think though know, they lose on Friday night with uh, you know the brain fart at the end for sure, leaving Danny Green open in the three or open in the corner to hit the three. Um, who can't miss a three right now for the Lakers? But I did like that they they came back and won on Sunday against the Cavs. You know they won by twenty. The Cavs are not as bad as advertised, for one thing. You know, it's in Cleveland. That can sometimes be like a weird, like, trap game, a letdown game, whatever you want to call it. Like, after a tough loss to one of the better teams in the league, to the Lakers, in an overtime game. To follow that up, you can you can sometimes have a bit of a downer. But I liked that they sort of, like, came out. It was close for a good chunk of it. And then they just took control of that game late. So I liked that by the Mavs in general, too. Um, beating the Cavs on Sunday, but I got Luca there. Sorry, what were you going to say there, Tuff? Yeah, they're a nice little surprise. This Dallas Mavericks team—they're four and two. They're not, you know, blowing everybody out of the water, but it's—it uh, is very fun to watch that pick and roll combo and and the offensive defensive lineups that Rick Carlisle can put out there. They're fun. I would say about the Lakers. They're five and one. They've they've won five straight since that Clippers loss. They have to keep winning while Paul George is out to you know take ownership of Los Angeles because the Clippers are right there. They're a half game behind them, breathing down their necks at five and two. So this is the time where they got to keep winning. And it, yeah, it's typical LeBron making everybody better around him and wanting to get everybody involved, knowing that the more reps and more touches they have now, the better they'll be in the postseason. And yeah, I think that I agree, Trey, that the uh, the role players, which I criticize coming into this season wondering if they'd be good enough have played above their heads and it's mostly credit to lebron james but they've also played great great defense so lots of credit to frank vogel leading them or having the number one defense in the league which is bonkers but you look at the the points per game on this lakers team and it's true that the the supporting cast just can't score a lot you know beyond anthony davis and lebron who are 28 and a half and 25 and a half it's 11 11 and then you know seven 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 uh you know with Avery bradley and danny green they just don't have a ton of scoring so it's going to be a top heavy team uh but kuz kuz should help uh you know jump that up as well yeah, he but, looks uh, rusty right now obviously yeah. just returning but yeah that right. was a wild game that was a wild game wild weekend kuz hitting uh end of buzzer or, or buzzer beating shots rudy gay hitting buzzer beating shots rudy gay likes to play against lebron i think because yeah. lebron mm-hmm. lebron said rudy gay is awesome once upon a time <laughs> and dejounte no. murray down the stretch of that oh game. god oh, yeah, yeah. Like, lakers you're Baller. right played two awesome games this yeah. weekend yeah, against fun. the Mavs and the spurs for sure the two texas teams um all right lee who you got Where? well i'm talking about game of the year maybe on friday night well on saturday night i think philadelphia and portland had maybe the second best game of the mm-hmm. season that was another really good game the Sixers, obviously without joel Embiid out there serving the first game of his suspension Came back from 21 down in the third quarter and won on a, uh, not technically a buzzer beater from Furkan. I think there was 0.4 of a second to go. Mm-hmm. But uh, on, a, on a fantastically designed play from Brett Brown 
to get Corkman. Uh, Corkman. <laughs> the Corkman. We're calling cork. him Fur, Furcan or Corkman. I'm not sure. I'm going with Furcan. Um, but when you look at who was on the floor, Simmons was inbound and there was Josh Richardson, Horford, Tobias Harris and Corkmaz. And he went to Furcan who hit that shot. And it was so well designed because when you look at those veterans, particularly Horford and particularly um, Tobias Harris, you expect one of those two guys is going to at least touch the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't. And so for Brett Brown to show so much faith uh, in, in, a, in a role player who to come up and deliver that shot, I thought was just incredible. And it kept Philadelphia as the only unbeaten team in the league, 5-0. and oh. So, uh, you know, they've had some close games and they've had obviously the, in- the incident there with Embiid, but they're winning games and, and that's, uh, that's pretty good. That's, it's important for Brett Brown to win these games early on because I think he's someone who would be on the hot seat if the Sixers weren't winning. So great game, fun game, uh, tough loss for the Blazers because Anthony Simons hit his own almost game winner. Yeah, what just- a night for NBA Twitter. Anthony Simons and Furkan Korkmaz hitting <laughs> yeah. clutch shots down the stretch. Well, and Lillard passed it over to him as well. Like that was, uh, that was incredible. So, you know, you expect these big stars to be the ones who always want to take the shot, uh, but instead they made the right play and, you know, gave their team a great chance to win. It was just uh, the Sixers pulled it out. So I thought it was a fun game. I thought it was a very impressive comeback from the Sixers to be trailing as many as, as, as they were um, and, and played well and got another win. So uh, credit to Philadelphia and Brett Brown and everyone on that roster. Yeah, a small winner this weekend are bench players, the faith in bench players <laughs> to make things happen. In that game, Damian Lillard going down the lane setting up Anthony Simons in the corner a guy who comes off the bench a guy who Jay Skeets told me they wouldn't trade for Danilo Gallinari and Jay Skeets was definitely correct about that the guy that guy seems like he's got a heck of a lot of confidence playing behind Damian Lillard that probably helps and then the other way there was other options on on the play as as Al Horford said uh, but they went to the Firk in the corner Al Horford setting that big screen that big body and uh, Firk following through, hitting the shot, and very good defense in the corner. I think Damian Lillard mm-hmm. was the guy who, uh, who flew out at oh, him. Oh, yeah, there's a great photo of him challenging the shot. So, yeah. so, so close. Looks awesome. Yeah, that was <laughs> a great game. That was a great game. Followed, yeah, back-to-back nights of some late-night action in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, I guess the loser of the weekend would be Eastern, the people on the Eastern front having to stay up for those games. <laughs> um, but what are you going to do? <laughs> Just something to complain about early in the season. Uh, I got to give a winner of the weekend to Andre Drummond for putting up those Hakeem-like numbers. Lately, Hakeem Olajuwon numbers from Andre Drummond on Saturday. Yeah. He helped Detroit get the four-point win over the Nets. 25 points, 20 boards, six assists, five blocks, and three steals. From oh, a near five by five is what uh, you're near, me. Yes, that's right. Um, you know, and this was the Big Penguins' third straight 2020 game. Uh, he's got four in the first seven games of the season, which is wild. And at the end of that Nets game, too, I always love a good uh, a good rebound highlight. I'm a fan of any like those. You know, they're they're pretty rare, obviously. But you're like, wow, that was a highlight on a rebound. He grabbed Six just forward. a massive defensive rebound off of the free throw line. To you know, to secure it, and then went to the line and knocked down uh, at least one of two free throws to secure. You're the game a real the sicko, man. You're not just talking about rebounds. You're talking about rebounds off a free throw. Yeah, this is, this but it is was insanity. A, it was a big board. It honestly was. He just gobbled it up because there was a lot of bodies in there going for it because the Nets were trying to stay alive and trying to like win this game by missing there and getting the ball back. But I don't know. Like I saw people on. Uh, I guess it was our Instagram account. Someone wrote in like, "What Drummond is doing here? Are these empty stats?" Is that this writer? I forget the name of this guy that wrote in. I was like that, you know, comparing it a little bit to like a Vooch or something like that. I think that's a little overboard because Blake Griffin isn't playing. Reggie Jackson is now out with a back issue. He's not going to play for another four weeks. Derrick Rose didn't even play on Saturday. Mm. Drummond 
is balling out right now. He's, he's nearly averaging 22 and 19 with blocks. Solid at the line for him, 64%. Uh, his highest so far of his career. And playing big minutes because they need guys to play. So I, I think that's a little harsh. I think he's been... He's been amazing, and yeah, sure, some of it is probably timing. He, uh, very likely going to opt out of his contract and be maybe the premier free agent this summer. Um, so he wants to get that paycheck, but guy's playing really, really well. Definitely. I, I mean, we don't have much to add down here about <laughs> Andre Drummond. They're going to miss a lot of shots. He's going to get a lot of rebounds. He should be putting up 20s and 20s. I, I think the argument for why these are empty stats is all the guys that are missing, somebody's got to do something, and it's going to be Andre Drummond. He's got the most talent on the Pistons. He's got the almost the most playmaking. I mean, with all the injuries yeah. they have now, Luke Kennard and, and Drummond are the guys who are going to be initiating the offense, but uh, it's it's good to see improvement from Drummond. He's a guy who it seems like has gotten a tiny bit better since he's come into the league. He obviously made free throw improvements, but he seems to be about the same player as he's been since he was drafted. But if he's able to be putting up these kind of numbers and protecting the rim and actually making some plays, then that's uh, that's at least encouraging for his future, maybe not the Pistons' future. Mm. I don't know if they have a bright future, but at least Andre Drummond is playing well. Final winner of the weekend. I guess we can put it for winner. I almost put it as a loser, but I want to hear your thoughts, guys. Friday night's Rockets-Nets game. Kenny Atkinson holding up the sign of Dennis Scott with the crossed-out symbol over 3D. Uh, Atkinson said after the game that he used the card to help communicate to the players <laughs> to shift into a specific defensive coverage. So, yeah, something that you see in college football with the uh, signs and cards over on the sidelines. ESPN's Malika Andrews reported that it was for the Nets to guard the three-point line. But I was confused, and I, I don't know if you guys saw my tweet. The next day, I'd been thinking about it for like 24 hours. Doesn't the sign actually say no 3D? I mean, Dennis <laughs> Scott is called 3D. It's crossed out. That means no 3D, which in my mind would mean... Do not play three-point defense, but that's what it meant. Very, very. I was very confused by the sign. I saw some people responding to you though, suggesting that it's all in the syntax. What if it's no three, comma D? Yeah. Uh, hey D, don't give up any sure, threes. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. sure. I guess. Why don't you just put a three, a three then, and cross it out? Uh, too obvious. Yeah. The other team would totally know what you're up to. Yeah. But, but as he's also in the picture. 3D Dennis Scott is not actually shooting. He's just standing there. <laughs> like, but but it's it's such a deep pull as well. Like, why 3D? Like, why not Ray Allen? Or uh, I mean, 3D was a great shooter, of course, but he's been surpassed as, as you know, uh, there's been other better shooters come along. It's uh, a good question. Yeah. Will, we see the, will we see it again? Does yeah. Kenny have more signs that he's going to be yeah. pulling out? I don't know how well-received this was. and I mean, it's already a joke in college football where they have the signs and there's like four different little logos yeah. on it and that gives you your calls. This was a hilarious joke going around yeah, NBA see, Twitter as soon as it happened. So it was hilarious. I think a Ray Allen, not funny. Yeah, too. You know, it's too, right. he's too good. Okay, I, like, would okay. you put Steph on a sign? It's not funny. <laughs> a part, of the, part of the Kenny Atkinson explanation was also, let's have some humor. Let, let's have some... Yeah. Some, some some jokes about it. Let, let, let's make it a little bit more uplifting. And 3D, you know, it, he's he's one of the best shooters of his time, but a little bit more of an obscure uh, a player, I guess, yeah. rather than yeah. the best. At least it was Orlando 3D. It wasn't Vancouver Grizzlies oh, 3D right. or anything like that. But but I, I like the fact that 3D put it on Instagram and, and, and said, uh, my 14-year-old just said, Dad, I guess you can or could shoot. And then he says, I'm breaking all your records. Then Steph Curry. 
these kids leave it. <laughs> <laughs> when, like, when are we going to see the T-shirts that 3D is going to be selling with, oh, with yeah. this on it? I mean, he's got it to jump into that. That would be brilliant. Yeah, so that was a very, very funny moment. It was so weird when it was happening. I was watching that game live. I was like... It was so because it was like, what is he? What is Kenny Atkinson doing? And what is even on it? Because you couldn't tell from like the the initial shot because it was obviously just the full court shot or the half court shot. And you couldn't see what was on the side. And then you got the close up, and you're like, oh my god, this is even better. Does he not like <laughs> grilling? Did he not like 3D on the starters? Is it all about three point defense? <laughs> it was a fascinating. And you're right, the memes were flying after that. That's what. What has this been? Uh, this would have been number one, right, on the meme team. You think? Meme team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would have to imagine that's the number one on the meme team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still early. It's only Monday right yeah. now. You know, it's not until Thursday. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that could be beat. That's uh, very good. All right. Let's, uh, let's move over to losers of the NBA weekend. But before we do that, guys, are you crushing it at work? Wow. Careful. That could get you in trouble. Laser focused on beating that boss level. Just use the warp whistle. Don't overthink it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't eat. DoorDash can help you get your next meal from your favorite restaurants in minutes. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities, so you might find a new favorite too. Try something else, you know, live a little. Don't just live off pizza. I love Indian food, that's the bomb, try that. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NODUNKS. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter the promo code NODUNKS. Don't forget, that's the promo code NODUNKS for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. All right. NBA losers of the weekend. Who wants to get us started? Well, the Golden State Warriors are losers of the weekend for a couple of reasons. They lost to the Spurs on Friday, lost to the Hornets on Saturday, but even worse, they're losing players left and right. Steph Curry, we found out, did have to have surgery on his broken hand. That means he's going to be, they said, reevaluated after three months, which means in three months the Warriors could say, well, we're really bad right now, so why don't you just take the rest of the season off? Draymond Green also sprained his index finger. He's missing, quote, a few games, which I actually have him as a winner in this because he doesn't have to deal with playing with this bad team right now. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell sprained his ankle. He is now questionable. That left the Warriors to start Kai Bowman, Jordan Poole, Glenn Robinson III, Eric Pascal, and Willie Cauley-Stein on Saturday against the Hornets, you know, things could get bad really, really quickly here for the Warriors. Their next seven games are against playoff hopefuls. Like I said, D'Angelo Russell is still currently listed as questionable. They play the Blazers tonight. So on their injury report, they've got Draymond, Steph, Clay, Kavon Looney, Jacob Evans, and a man named Alan Smailagic. <laughs> I think those seven guys could probably make a run at a playoff spot in the Western Conference, since that's basically the entire core of the Warriors team. That being said, there are a few things that are silver linings. Number one, Eric Pascal scored 25 against the Hornets because he was yelling, you can't guard me, shades <laughs> of the other Mark Jackson showing up for the Warriors years and years ago, dominating inferior competition, saying, I'm unstoppable, baby, given name to the Golden State of Mind website way back in the day. Also good, Oakland fans who were priced out of Oracle Arena will now be able to go see these games at the Chase Center, no problem. They're going to be selling for like six bucks on the Game Time app. You just wait until that. Oh, <laughs> just yeah. wait until the time comes. Go get your ticket, and you're over there in San Francisco. Things are bad for the Warriors right now. You hate to see yeah, it. Yeah, they need to take uh, <laughs> that inside the NBA game that Chuck does all the time, who he play for. You could just make it who is this guy 
with the Golden State Warriors roster. Just show Chuck a guy and be like, who is that? Because there are like four or five guys that you're like, who the heck is that? I don't even know. I follow the NBA very, very closely, and some of these guys I've never heard of until, you know, recently here because they're on the Warriors team and they're playing actual minutes. It is a bad... It's going to be a long season there in that new Chase Center. Yeah, and uh, that game against the Hornets, the ending to that was pretty chaotic. There was turnovers, <laughs> oh. and they couldn't get the ball in. <laughs> it's, it's quite funny to see just how, you know, it was like a summer league game, really. At the end, no one really knew what was happening, and they, uh, they just kept turning the ball over, and, it, ugh, yeah, it was ugly. But they only lost by six. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's Could have right. been a heck of a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. Just like this season for the Golden State Warriors. Let's write it off right now. I wonder... How much we're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors now? Okay, now sure, we're talking about them. It all happened, but I wonder if we keep tally, you know, throughout the show. Are we going to talk about them more than the mm. Phoenix Suns or the the bottom of the the barrel type teams? Probably not. Uh, this team, is, unless we're talking about the future of this team and potentially a D'Angelo Russell trade, uh, but other than that, and maybe an Eric Pascal story. That guy can play actually, but uh, but other than that, I doubt. I doubt it. Yeah, I think you're sort of right. Only when we start thinking of will they trade Russell? Will they even trade someone like Draymond Green? Like really, really lean into the future? Um, Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know why we would. Because we're already giving them moral victories. Is that what you're saying? That they lost by six points to (laughs) the Hornets? Like, wow. To the Hornets. What a drop off. No, I'm just trying to make... I'm just trying to make our line of the night game or our pick and payoff game tonight a little bit okay. more interesting. Okay. Okay. It's the Blazers and the Warriors. We'll get to that a little bit later. Okay, so yeah, Warriors, that's a lock for loser of the weekend with all of the injuries and, and uh, obviously not much success on the court. Uh, Lee, who do you have for loser of the weekend? I'm going with my New York Knicks. Uh, Friday night. <laughs> Careful. They actually, Friday night, they actually played a very good game against the Celtics in the garden there, Boston Garden, uh, and lost on a, on a buzzer beater to uh, Jason Tatum. So he's like, okay, you know what? That's a, that's a pretty competitive performance from the Knicks. They come home Sunday night to face uh, one of the worst teams in the league, the Sacramento Kings, who just actually got their first win on Friday night. They're travelling across the country. They're coming to the garden. The Knicks are feeling good after a good performance. You think the Knicks are going to get a win at home? Nope. Not even close. They trailed at one point to the Sacramento Kings by 32 points at home. Remember before the season, Marcus Morris said, he wanted old school Knicks. You know, no one's going to come in and punk us. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he, 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 you you know, he, was, he was actually good um, on Friday against Boston. But you can't say something like that and then have your team be down by 32 points against one of the worst teams in the NBA who's travelled halfway across the world to go to play you in a game there. I mean... You know what I mean? Like you think they took the long way around? Well, they around did. The they did. They didn't. They didn't go across <laughs> the states. They went over to Europe and back or that way. Yeah. But the, honestly, I mean, that was just such a, an abysmal performance by the Knicks and early as well. It wasn't like it just became a blowout. Like they were. They were getting killed in the second quarter. There was a few boozers, a few fire Fisdale chants already coming from the crowd. I mean, but but fair enough. I, you know, I said I think just last week I think Fisdale is a good coach. I think he's a good players coach, and I think he needs a bit of time. But you can understand why the Knicks fans. Are chanting for that. I mean, they they have got no patience whatsoever. But to lose to a team like the Kings, who uh, you know, I mean, that was a great win by the Kings over the Jazz. Don't get me wrong, f- great performance. But clearly, they haven't been themselves so far this season. So, uh, what did you think Knicks, about uh, the whole RJ Barrett playing forty one minutes in this big loss and entering the game late again? And he's like, he was leading the league in, in minutes played, and then yeah, you know, Fisdale was asked about that, and Fisdale said, yeah, quote, he's got the day off tomorrow. He's talking about RJ Barrett. 
we got to get off this load management crap. Latrell Sprewell <laughs> averaged 42 minutes for a season. This kid's 19 years old. Drop it. What do you think about? Yeah, no, I 100% agree with him. I mean, he's a young player. He minutes is good for him. Get more experience. Just get out there playing. He doesn't need to rest at 19 years of age. Just get out there and just keep on working. And and he's been playing well for them. So why not get him out there playing? Um, if he's going to put in the effort and earn those minutes, he may as well play them. There's no point in in sitting him on the bench to learn the game uh, right now. Get him out there and play. But, yeah, I mean... Uh, Lee, uh, it looks like your phone's ringing. I think that's a 212 area code on there. <laughs> you might want to pick this up. I think you're getting a call. I don't know. I would have loved to hear David Fisdale say, well, uh, Wilt Chamberlain played more than 48 minutes a game 50 years ago. Why not we just run him out there? Uh, I think, I I think Fisdale could have added... We're not making the playoffs, so who cares? Yeah, he'll get his rest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that, you lo- manage a guy's load because he's playing the postseason, but if he's only playing 82 games... Don't worry about so, it. Yeah. At 19, if you can't back up after 19 years, when you're 19 years of age, I mean, when can you, you know? Sure. What were you doing at 19? Oh, I was outraging Thursday, Friday, <laughs> Saturday night. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a penny in my pocket, but uh, <laughs> I was out there on the dance floor oh, yeah. putting in some big hours. Cutting it up, wearing yeah. sunglasses, wearing sunglass shirts, <laughs> living the life. A rough weekend for the Knicks. Uh, okay, I'll jump in here. My loser of the weekend, uh, Houston Rockets. They lost to the Nets, 123-116 on Friday night. They lost to the Heat, 129-100 on Sunday. That was actually worse than a 29-point loss. They gave up 46 first-quarter points to the Miami Heat on Sunday. Everybody's talking about the South Beach flu. I'm not sure I buy it. They just straight-up stink on defense. That's four straight games the Rockets now have given up 60-plus points in the first half. That is wild. They have the second-worst defense in the NBA. Only the Warriors have a worse defense, allowing 116.2 points per 100 possessions. To put that in context, I saw Kurt Helen at Pro Basketball Talk. That's basically the 19-win Cavs defense from last year. That's how bad it is. Um, Does, go ahead. Does Mike D'Antoni survive much longer if this keeps happening? Uh, if it keeps happening, not a chance. Not a chance. Someone will have to be the scapegoat, and it will be him, the, the lame duck sitting coach. Yeah. I, I, if, if it continues, they're, they're an odd team. I mean, when the threes aren't dropping, they, they're, they're definitely beatable because they're not stopping anybody. There, is, there mm-hmm. was no effort on Sunday. And again, maybe it was they were raging a Saturday night in South Beach and having a blast. It gets a lot of teams uh, where they hung over, straight up tired, possibly, because they got hammered right from the get-go. But the transition defense is, was laughable. I mean, three or four guys just straight up jogging back, like couldn't give a damn about giving up uh, you know, an easy bucket on the, in transition. So, yeah, I and the do, part that I really so. sucks for the Rockets this year is that they don't have a Carmelo Anthony to cut. They don't have mm. – if they're going to blame somebody right. for this, there's no way they're going to get Jeff Bezdelic out of retirement again like they did last year when their defense was terrible. They can't say, see you later, Carmelo Anthony, because their defense is terrible. they got to actually figure something else out, or it's going to be D'Antoni on the line for sure. Yeah. Do you think they were uh, the Rockets were singing Meatloaf at Max Club Deuce on Saturday <laughs> night? <laughs> like leaning all into it, having a blast? Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what our Matty O would do, and he was raging. It's their only Sunday. trip to Miami. Yeah. yeah. As a Western Conference team. Mm. I, I would say no to you, Skeets, because, I mean, that rendition, that seven-plus-minute rendition of Meatloaf, <laughs> I, I don't really think it got the party started, i got to be honest. <laughs> you know, the Rockets seemed like they had a nice long night of fun. And, you know, that's a, I, I would consider that a bit of a buzzkill. It wasn't, the meatloaf performance wasn't on stage getting everybody amped. It was just kind of, you know, what would you call it? Would you call it a, a pump-up 
Or would you call it a... No, it was performance <laughs> art, for sure. Matteo right. singing Meatloaf for seven minutes. Uh, yeah, Bad Out of Hell at Max Club Deuce when we were in Miami a long time ago. We have that on film, don't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Deep in the Vimeos. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was... Perf- that. That was Trey, Trey's wrist almost broke yeah, that filming was that for seven minutes. Pretty incredible. He really... You know, Matteo, you got to give him this. When he commits to a bit, he commits to a bit. <laughs> no doubt. Um, yeah, you're right. So I probably the Rockets weren't doing that. But I, I also... I, I'm honestly like... I don't even know if I can blame this on having fun night on the weekend in Miami because they're they've been doing this for the last three or four games now. They they don't stop anybody. They, there's no defense being played on this team. Yeah, well that's right. You're going back to that Washington game that they pulled out the yeah. victory when they gave up 158 points. I mean, if they lose that, then uh, yeah, this would be three straight. They go to Memphis, then they've got the Warriors and the Bulls after that. So, you know, if if they if they drop one or two of those games, then uh, D'Antoni could be out the door pretty quickly because uh, those are the those are the sort of games that the, this Rockets team, who believe they are a contender, absolutely have to win. So we'll see what happens because you know when you talk about guys jogging back on defense, that tends to be a sign that they don't care about the coach. Yeah. It tends to be a it yeah. tends to be a sign that like the coach has lost the locker room, but also the players may even look at D'Antoni and be like. He's probably not. Well, he's definitely not going to be here next season because uh, you know they could have extended him and they didn't. So why, we we maybe are just waiting until that happens until we get a new coach and to to get the season kick started because uh, right now I mean three and three you know not disastrous but uh, no. certainly some uh, pretty ordinary performances in there um, you know in, through six games. Yeah, but it's more. I think D'Antoni's more of the scapegoat because his guys just don't play when you're you know playing Russell Westbrook likes to to chill out in transition at times although he goes really hard same with James Harden Eric Gordon is not an incredible defender it's just a I think it's a bit of a personnel thing too they're not going to be a great defensive team that's I think that's pretty clear from the get-go Jeff Bizdelic or not I think that's just the way it's going to go uh but yeah this is this is obviously was far more than that with a, a billion points given up in the first quarter and, and you mentioned off the top skeets that we're not going to get to every winner and every loser but the kings as we just mentioned are squeezed in there with a couple wins over the jazz and the knicks and the heat deserve yep. a little bit of recognition for being a, a pretty tough team to play against now they they were getting out in those passing lanes and they were really really energetic to try and turn over this rockets team they wanted to kick their butts uh, as soon as they stepped on the floor so th- this team is I think they're going to get that reputation, you know, because it's uh, because they have that reputation coming into the season. They work hard. They're well conditioned. And uh, now Jimmy Butler on that team, they, they do want to kick ass. And, and so far, so good for this Miami Heat team. I think they're four and two. Uh, yeah, and they're adding, adding more five and one, excuse too. Me, five and one. With James Johnson and Deion Waiters sort of now back in the mix, too. Um, yeah, they, they had a great weekend. You're right. They could have been a winner. Uh, who do you have tasked for loser of the weekend? Uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, they played that fantastic game against Philadelphia 76ers on Saturday night, but they also played it without their starting five and their starting four. Uh, they were starting Anthony Tolliver, Anthony Tolliver, journeyman Anthony Tolliver, at the five. <laughs> the guy's undersized for the four. And uh, they're starting Mario Hazonia, who's – a journeyman type player already in his young career at the four. They are desperate. And that's why a lot of people pick them as a, a potential team to, to drop out of the postseason because they're missing Yusuf Nurkic coming into the season and they gave up their starting four and starting three in the offseason, or, or they lost those starting four and starting three in Alfred Camino and Mo Harkless. And they didn't shore those up all that much. They brought in Hassan Whiteside, who was injured on, on Saturday night, and Zach Collins, a third year player for, for them. 
injured his shoulder, as we talked about, separated shoulder, is, is undergoing surgery because it's the better long-term solution for him so it doesn't keep on popping out of his socket. Uh, but now they're thin. Now they're looking at way down the bench at Pau Gasol, 39-year-old Pau Gasol. When are you going to get healthy, man? We need you. Yeah. We, we desperately need you. Yeah. And Rodney Hood was also injured in that game. So they keep fighting, and they have a great, obviously a great starting backcourt that is going to lead them places. Um, but they just need to to get short up to some degree. They're 3-3 three and three right now, and uh, a little bit of health would, would, <laughs> would definitely hurt, or would help, I should say. So Rodney Hood, he'll probably be back. Hassan Whiteside, he'll probably be back, but they're starting for Zach Collins will be out for a long period of time. And uh, now they're looking for Pau Gasol to get out of that cold bath and get back on the floor because <laughs> that's uh, desperate times there in Portland. And we talked about them making a move last week. It's got to happen soon, right? They have the, the assets to do that and uh, just to try and shore it up until Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins come back this season. Because the answer, I guess, right now, the only maybe the only traditional big they have is Scalabissier, who, yeah. you know, people have uh, talked themselves into Scalabissier having a breakout season here and there. And you see flashes. He's super athletic. He can shoot the ball for being tall, uh, but he hasn't been able to put it all together. So... Scal is there. Maybe they can find Joel Prisbilla somewhere out there. But you look at, like, the unsigned big guys, it's Kenneth Fareed and Joachim Noah. Those are guys who are probably not going to move the needle. Fareed was pretty good with the Rockets last year. Uh, I think he was, like, 13 and 8, but that's playing in a system that's kind of perfect for him. They got to figure something out because, like you're saying, Tess, the four guys on their injury report all play the same position. You're left starting Mario Hazonia, who looks like the villain from Van Wilder. He's got, like, those socks that come up uh, kind of mid-calf. He's a little bit stocky. He's got a little bit of a side part going on. He just looks like an 80s villain to me, yeah. <laughs> not a starting four. <laughs> all right, final, uh, final loser of the weekend to the Milwaukee Bucks reverse cam. Did you guys see this? Mm. The Bucks in-game oh, yeah. arena oh, yeah. feed showed a montage of <laughs> Milwaukee fans eating food in the arena in reverse. That's all the cam was. <laughs> and it is weird to watch. Now, people are t- like... I posted this to Twitter. People, half the people were like, that is disgusting. I don't ever want to see that again. And I got to admit, the other half were like, this is amazing. I love seeing a guy regurgitate a hot dog out of his mouth. <laughs> to uh, the tune of Hungry Like the Wolf. Yeah, that's right. What, what, did, you, uh, what did you guys think? Is this, is this a keeper, this camera, or... Um or get rid of it. The reverse cam. Uh, get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. get rid of it. Um, no, you, you, you can never have fun, I don't think, with people eating. You know, because it's like... Uh, <laughs> no, what? watching them, what? I mean, watching them. Like, you don't, you never just sort of like going, oh, yeah, I want to watch someone just eat something because it's kind of gross when you when you see it. So, and, and seeing this because... So you're saying it's start, almost like a weird invasion of privacy, sort of. A little bit, yeah, yeah I it is. I sort of agree with you. But, but it, it's weird because when you look at the first one or two, you don't even really know what's happening. You sort of think, what did that guy just do, that weirdo, you know? And then you realise it's a bit. But it's just, you know, like if someone took a bite of like, it looked like an empanada or something, and then the, and it was like, hang on, what the hell's going on here? So, I mean, I'll say this, well executed, yeah. well executed, yeah. but just gross. Solid reverse you know? work, yeah. Listen, I, I, once went, I, backwards. I once went to a poutine eating contest in Toronto and it was disgusting. Yeah. It was disgusting. Now, I'm not saying... Oh, on our show? No, no, it was for the <laughs> school. We had one, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, we did? That's right. Yeah, yeah, you won that. I remember Thank that. You. Yeah. yeah, you just yeah. thought it was disgusting because it was all fries. I mean, so you're predisposed <laughs> no, to No, no, it. it's just, it's just eating is something that's like... Uh, 
Very personal. <laughs> <laughs> you know Between what I mean? you and the food. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. happened to the romance and eating? <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Watching people regurgitate is not romantic. I think it's less gross than watching people eat, though. It's less wait, gross. gross? Come back it's, out? it's the same thing, isn't it? Nah. You're watching them eat. It's just in reverse. You're not no, getting no, a lot of not. chewing, though. You're not getting a lot of. <laughs> yeah. You're just getting one yeah. pull out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's yeah. just less. You're, you're it's, it's like if, every, if ever you see a video and there's someone in the background eating, you're always watching that person eat. It just takes your attention, you know, mm. because people don't know they're being watched when they're true. eating. And, That's and true. Pe- we do disgusting things when we eat, all of us. Yeah, I, I, I shouldn't have called it the Bucks Reverse Cam because I saw people tweeting at me. It's called Snackwards instead of Backwards, <laughs> <laughs> which is not bad. Well, snack plus backwards. It's the snack words cam. Um, yeah, Honestly, okay. it feels a little bit like a no dunks move where you come up with the name of something before you figure <laughs> yeah. out what it is. You're like, how about the snack words cam? And you're like, what is it? I don't know. Yeah. People eating backwards. Yeah. Run it. Well, let's hear yeah, from we, you guys. Tweet at us. Hashtag no dunks. We came up with, uh, we came up with uh, camera bits that never made arenas last year. We would have loved oh, this yeah, idea. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe we didn't think J- of this one. You're right. J.D., you would have loved editing oh, something in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite food coming back out? <laughs> was, it the, was it the mac and cheese? Was it the burger? Did you have a favorite? Uh, how can you choose? I love yeah. them all. The weirdest ones were the beer. Like the beer, like oh, sipping yeah. the beer, and then it would be like almost like they're spitting beer out yeah. of their mouth. Like, yeah. Uh, Again, people like were torn. Barflated. People were torn yeah, exactly. on this like barflated. Maybe there's a pick and pay off in there somehow. Oh, for us. that's not a bad <laughs> I idea. I don't know how, but <laughs> okay, uh, that's a good idea. Guy has to eat an entire plate of poutine, and we just play Reverse it backwards. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds Reverse good. poutine. <laughs> All right, put it in the notes. Somebody put it in Slack so we don't forget it. Reverse poutine. All right, before we get good. to Tweet of the Night, I just wanted to, uh, Lee, I wanted to get your take on this. I saw a funny quote from Doc Rivers. Um, I'm calling this segment Body Talk, okay? I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Uh, in his availability prior to yesterday's game, Doc Rivers compared Kawhi Leonard to Michael Jordan and Allen Iverson. Quote, this is Doc, Kawhi's body type is more similar to Michael Jordan's than anyone in the league. And then he said, and Kawhi has the toughness of Allen Iverson. You are the body doctor, Lee, always chiming in on the bodies. What do you think of that? Is there some truth to that? Does Kawhi have a body type similar to Jordan? I think prime Jordan, yes. I Uh, I think yes. Yeah, I mean, Jordan really, like, put so much into his body there with Tim Grover uh, during his uh, peak days. And he was very, very cut. He looked great. And Kawhi, <laughs> you know Kawhi, I think Kawhi's on the keto diet right now. Is he? I think he takes oh, yeah. very, very good care of his body. I don't think he eats any red meat at all. Okay. I think he only eats a little bit of chicken. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Does he regurgitate it? <laughs> I, I guess not. But he likes, um, I can't remember if he, I think he's pro-alkaline water as well. I think he okay. might be. He might be anti. He's one or the other. Because I, I, I heard him talk he's about it. Pro or anti. Yeah, he, <laughs> I just remember he, he was saying it. I can't remember which one it was now. But uh, but but you can tell that he looks um, he looks after himself pretty well. I remember out in Hawaii there was a, like a famous bakery. I think it's called Leonard's Bakery, and they brought along some free samples for him. I'm pretty sure Kawhi was just offering them around to his teammates. He yeah. wasn't diving in there. Oh, I think he went for a chomp. Did I he? Think, yeah, I think there's some in reverse? clips. No, 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 oh. forward. Oh. He went for a stomp and chomp. <laughs> oh, he did, okay. Because I, I, I saw a clip where he sort of, it's like they gave him to him and he kind of just said to Lou or someone, hey, you want this? 
And, you know, that, no, that he would, finished the box. Yeah. Or do you say, hey, yeah. can I eat all these? Yeah. It's hard to tell. <laughs> pro or anti. Yeah, I know, I know. But, uh, yeah, so I would say it was a fair uh, assessment there from Doc. I mean, yeah. when, you, when you think of 93 Jordan, like peak Jordan there, where he had been through a few tough playoff battles and won a few championships and he knew he had to get his body super, super toy. And it was looking great. <laughs> By the way, I started listening to the Dunktown podcast over the weekend, Trey. Uh, one of your suggestions when you were uh, drafting your hashtag NBA Twitter team. Uh, I started listening to it. I don't know who talks about the bodies more, them on Dunktown or Lee Ellis <laughs> on the No Dunks. It's, it's very, very close. Eventually, we're going to have to have a poll. Um, I, I loved it. It was a great recommendation. So check that out, that podcast, Dunktown. All right, let's get to, um, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Well, this is for the tweet and also just the event. Snoop Dogg, who's a big Lakers backer, joined Matt Bonner and the Spurs broadcast team on the call there, yeah, pre-game. He, he just walked over and, and he saw Matt Bonner. And now I, I mentioned just the, the event because it was a lot about Snoop Dogg Pounding it with Matt Bonner. I mean, uh, Matt Matt Bonner threw up the uh, the gif of him giving a dap to Snoop Dogg. Just that moment, the the uh, the awkwardness slash coolness of that uh, Matt Bonner um, <laughs> making it happen there. Amazing, um, quite amazing. And Matt Bonner in a plaid shirt. Let me let me let me paint the picture. Matt Bonner in a plaid shirt. <laughs> With a tie, I think it's one of those knit ties over top of it, uh, while Snoop Dogg comes over, you know, sunglasses, of course, big Lakers bomber jacket. It's, it's a perfect combo, him, him and Bonner making it happen there. The pound executed perfectly. But the tweet via Kirk Goldsbury, who said, Snoop just told Matt Bonner that Matt Bonner was his secret weapon in NBA Live. Just think about Snoop Dogg getting on the video game control, going, hey, I'm taking the Spurs, yes. baby. Matt Bonner is my secret weapon. Uh, very, very funny stuff. What did you think about the uh, Spurs Coyote trying to give um, Snoop a Spurs jersey, even though he was all decked out in Lakers gear? I did not see that. Oh, yeah, they gave him a Snoop Dogg Spurs jersey. He was a, it was pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, he took it, didn't he? Sort of politely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then he then he just put it to the side. Yeah, he's Never like, turned down a free jersey. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was great though. That that brief period where Snoop was on the broadcast there. Oh yeah. He should do it more often. Why not? It'd be hilarious. Have you ever have you seen him um, or heard him do uh, hockey? He was doing hockey play by play once. I remember he jumped on a broadcast <laughs> and it was amazing. He is actually really really funny and good at it. Um, you're right. More Snoop Dogg on the on the call. Great job. Great tweet there. Uh, from Kirk Goldsberry about Matt Bonner and Snoop. Amazing. All right, picking results from Friday night. It was that awesome Lakers-Mavs game. That was the game we were picking uh, from. Lakers were favored by one and a half. The Lakers got it done in overtime. Easily covered that in overtime. Trey and Lee had the Lakers, so they went to 1-0 and for the new month of November. Tass and I had the Mavericks. Oh, it was close. Danny Green doesn't hit that three in the corner and doesn't go to overtime to get the win. But nope, Tass and I are 0-1. What's tonight's game? Can I just say, isn't that a dumb thing about lines, though? They go to overtime. Mm. And then the line is dependent on what happens in OT. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's just, it's dumb. It is a little weird. It, sh- it should just be regulation. Anyway, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a strange thing. They yeah. tied at the end of regulation, and then they, they blasted them. The line could have been eight, and they could have beat it, whatever it was. They won by nine, ten, whatever. Yeah, anyway, nice. uh, I think it's weird. Line tonight, though, also, um, as I mentioned, it's a biggie. The Portland Trailblazers going to play Golden State. 
the battered and bruised Golden State Warriors, will they take the floor and keep it close to the Portland Trailblazers? Because they only have to lose by nine or less if you pick them. The spread is nine and a half for the Portland Trailblazers. Ooh, it's a big old line. That's a biggie line. Yeah, yeah with the Blazers banged up too. Ah, I'm, right. ta- I'm not. You know what? I'm not overthinking it. I'm going Blazers. Blazers in a blowout. Yeah, Blazers nine and a half. Give me that. Yeah, I'll take the Blazers too. Yeah, I'm also on the Blazers. Third game in Fortnite for the Warriors. All us Pascal pals aren't feeling it tonight. Mm. Oh, yes. wow. The line is even up to ten and a half now, as I see. It started at eight and a half, and it keeps ballooning. Ooh, the people want the win. Yeah, people are all over that blazing. So I will take the warrior. Yes, yeah, yeah. Why the heck not? But uh, what, what, what line? What nine line? and a half. Nine, like and, nine and a half. Yeah, That's yeah. what we got it when we saw it. All right. So Tass, the only one taking the Warriors, just gotta lose by nine or less, or of course get the win. Uh, everybody else got the Blazers. Good luck. All right. That's it for us here on Monday. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunk Sync. Apologies, by the way, to any of our listeners hearing some construction work going on here <laughs> in your ears. JD and I still stuck in Toronto. And uh, what are they doing out there? I have no idea. They're like re-putting They're ripping bricks. everything out. Yeah, so apologies for that. They're making a real mess out there just outside the window here. They're like 10 feet from us, if that's why you can hear us. But uh, Just a suggestion, file a noise complaint. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if you're listening to us on the Athletic app, you can listen to us do a game time promo read. Not on the athletic app. Wouldn't you want that? <laughs> Embrace the day, people. You could stay ooh, every day, and I'd be happy every minute.